Brilliant. I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, thank you. I just thank you, Lord, that you revealed Jesus to us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you uh, anoint our worship in, uh, because you call us to worship in spirit and in truth. We just thank you right now for a spirit of revival. We thank you, Lord, for the life of heaven manifesting amongst us. We thank you for the destiny that you have over South Australia. We thank you for the destiny that you have over York Peninsula. We thank you, Lord, for the destiny over the, the regional areas north of Adelaide. Jesus' name, everyone said. Amen. So you obviously noticing I'm not wearing a black armband. Can you put the first picture up, please? Can we just do that? Uh, there's a nice picture to put up. Pick one. All right, congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Um, you're now the uh, custodians, I'll call it custodians of a magnificent uh, historical building. Look at that, isn't it amazing? When you look at it on the outs outside, the, the scale, uh, uh, I think Jane took a picture of Hugh out front and he looked like someone, one of the smaller people in Gulliver's Travels, right in front of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's, it's, it's completely amazing. Um, and I, what we'll do is we're just gonna, we're gonna hold it on that picture for a bit, but first, like, firstly, I, I really do wanna thank all the people that have donated and have pledged to donate. Uh, really, this is, uh, um, I was explaining when I was speaking to the Uniting Church and whoever else was in the process, well, sort of, is that we, it's, not, we, it's not like we put in this, this, this war chest slush fund, it was the people that sewed into it. And it's a church uh, um, for the people, by the people, and that's how it originally started. Um, and so that's really wanna say thank you for those who've been very, very generous. And so um, I just wanna let you know that, that you are completely more than welcome to start fulfilling those pledges. Uh, <laughs> next, next few weeks, I'll give you more detail. I mean, you've, you've got our account details, but um, that'll be in the next few weeks. Look, I'd like to thank the Uniting Church, whose desire it was, yeah. <clears throat> Their desire was to have it to continue as a place of worship and not just be a, a historic entity or a commercial, just a commercial enterprise. And so, um, now to say, <clears throat> to say there hasn't been a lot of feeling around this is an understatement. Um, and uh, you know, there's some threads going around right now. So I've field of dreams. What are they? Some sort of cult? And it's like, and it's like, who's leading this bunch? Kevin Costner, anyway. <laughs> so, so listen. If you're watching from York Peninsula, Munta, we love you. Um, what will happen is that, yeah, praise God. Seriously. Um, what? With, with the agreement that, uh, with this expression of interest is basically, is that the, the current Sunday morning services will continue for the, the, the current faith community. That's gonna continue. So people really aren't gonna notice any change and, and they've, you know, the, uh, um, I'm sure we'll speak to some lovely local people like Andrew and that and who, who do tours. But it is a historic building and when like, it ha people have to be able to appreciate and have access to seeing what it is. It's actually a magnificent complex. So um, that's really important. Also too, if, again, if you're watching from Munta, um, is that in regards to, uh, um, it will need a level of obviously maintenance and level of repair. And we will be working with uh, um, SA Heritage um, and um, especially to get the bell put up, okay? <laughs> Very keen to do that. 
and also too, we're just going to we're, we're, obviously we're going to cooperate in every way, uh, shape, and form to because uh, I think there's undergoing or a, a beginning of a process of uh, or, or under review. I don't know the, where it's at, but for uh, Borough and Munta to get gain a UNESCO World Heritage status, and that's actually a really really big deal. So we want to. We really do want to work with that. Now, isn't this just, isn't this completely surreal? Is this surreal? So I didn't even know this building existed two months ago. And here we are, it just things are moving quick. Um, what we will have is we're going to have uh, an initial celebration service in late July. So we'll announce the date for that. So our services, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start by um, we're going to have one a month for a first couple of months and then I would say sometime in spring there'll be regular services. So there'll be Sunday, late Sunday afternoon <clears throat> and designing because there will be people coming from from uh, all over the York Peninsula, the, Moonta, the Copper Coast, uh, uh, the Clare, Clare Valley and we want to see a move of the Holy Spirit. Can someone say amen? <clears throat> this isn't about our church filled of dreams. This is about what God wants to do amongst the local people out there, and we are just part of that process. And I'm very, very excited because we're gonna go through some amazing revival history in a moment. Um, but so that's basically some of the logistics there already. Again, next few weeks, if you can start to fulfill those pledges. But gosh, it, it's so appreciated. I, um, <clears throat> you know, things are moving so quickly everywhere, and uh, there is an acceleration going on. But again, I didn't even know this uh, building existed. It was uh, the Renatas, uh, Lawrence and Peggy, that alerted us to this. And um, and I, I, I can see the hand of God in it, you know. Uh, um, it's not like we don't have anything to do to sort of start gallivanting and chasing action around the place. It's like, I, I just know that there's a, there is a, a the, the fiery heart of the Lord burning that passion for awakening and revival. Australia needs awakening and revival, doesn't it? Seriously, it really does. And it's not about building a brand or just more church services. We really need to see the, 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 the life of God and the power of God quickening this nation. Um, and so let's put up the, uh, there's, a, there's another picture. And I'm, we're gonna go through a few pictures today. I, 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 you'll see the background. So you've got, that's the, the a better, a bit look, sort of, uh, if you tilt your head to the side, um, <clears throat> you've got the interior and you've seen that before. But what you need to understand is, is the property itself uh, the back, you'd probably be able to access it to do some car parking. It's crown land, I believe. But you've actually got two halls. And, and so you have, you have that sanctuary, which is on the, on the right, that little small building on the right. <clears throat> and then you've got this one here. And um, it's quite amazing. I want to read, uh, uh, and, and that, uh, behind that car, and, and hopefully we can, we can continue to maintain it, depends what, what that's not, that's out of our hands at this stage. But there's a museum in there and it's got the history. I, I, I think that one of the things is that, is that what we've learned through the Spirit of Wisdom is that amongst other things, time is cyclical. And the thing we learn from history is we don't learn from history. And you see that, you see like in there is, <clears throat> it's like a time capsule. And you see how God moves so powerfully. At one stage, um, I've got it here. I'm going to be going back and forth on my uh, uh, notes and stuff. At one stage in the, in the Munta region, the Methodists built and established 24 churches. Um, and, and just, sorry, in the Munta region was 14. In the Wallaroo and Kadena region was 10. 
And all in all, in this region, uh, uh, 9,000 people attended. 9,000 people. And so, you, so what we have up there is I'm going to read something that's really interesting because this is, I really believe this is about revival. We want to talk about revival. Again, this is not uh, sort of empire building stuff. It, uh, to, to see God move powerfully and, and fulfill the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. Seriously, like it has to leave the four walls of the church. But this is, this is a really historic night, okay. And, and so, uh, um, so this is, I'm just reading off of one of the things I read. In, I, I took a photograph in the museum um, and it's, here we go, okay. Revivals. An outstanding feature of church life at Moonta Mines was that revivals took place. No history of the church would be complete without mentioning some of the revivals. Uh, 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 Philip Phillips, so his parents lacked imagination. Um, uh, the, the singing pilgrim, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Uh, um, uh, conducted, uh, okay. So in 18, that's right. Uh, um, there was a service in 1875, right? So the, I think the church was built in 1865. And 1875, they, uh, they in, enlarged the church from, it was built with a capacity of 750 people. And now with the, in, in, I think in 1872, they built the balcony. So the church, uh, 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 its official capacity is 1,250 people, right? Now, just giving you the heads up, okay? The Lord's gonna move, I'm excited. It's, it's, it's you know, it is written. But uh, if it, it, I want to exercise a spirit of wisdom, they are wooden pews. I recommend you bring cushions. <laughs> Legit, <clears throat> exactly. Otherwise, all of a sudden, people start standing spontaneously in a service and will think it's revival. <laughs> but no, <clears throat> it's just piles. All right, so <clears throat> I said it in the old language, so people, only so many people understood. All right, so here we go. Anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, um, we're talking like that they were having Saturday and Sunday evening services and they were packed and they were turning people away. Now, I was told, and this is anecdotal, it could be, I think that there was more people attending this church than all the Methodist churches in Adelaide combined at one stage. I mean, this is crazy. You've got to understand you, you are a, 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 share, a partaker, a shareholder and a custodian of history. And, and, and we say, yes, Lord, do it again and then some. Because I tell you what, if, if, if uh, uh, we start to understand how the Lord moved, especially through the Cornish miners and the uh, 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 incredible, really. So um, here we go. Let's have a look. Um, yeah, it's, the church was regularly packed out. Like I said, 1250 multiple services. This is possibly like the first, what you'd call mega church in South Australia. Is that crazy? That's like incredible. It's, it's just like, I'm, I'm blown away. And so one of these services is, is a, 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 a 280 people came to Christ in one service. Incredible. Um, and then what you have here, it says the deep spiritual forces of the church uh, uh, there was like some, some parachurch organisations like the uh, uh, Young Endeavour Societies uh, and different things like that. But they, uh, 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 during the week they had uh, uh, Bible classes, prayer meetings. Now, this is what's interesting. So I think this, this building on the left, it said there were prayer meetings and the prayer meetings were held in the room adjoining the hall known as the powerhouse. 
And, and so they, they literally, the, the, they would call them the primitive Methodists, just would you say Methodists, but they would really lay a hold of God in prayer for the power of God to manifest. I'm gonna read some of those accounts in a second. But we're talking like, one of the things is it's blown me away. I just did not know we had this heritage in South Australia. And it's made me so grateful and so excited um, to, to actually to be a part of that, to see that revived in the name of Jesus. Can someone say amen? Seriously, to see that revived because Australia needs a move of God, uh, you know. I don't care what the narrative in the media, that's uh, legacy media that's being peddled, is that there are people chatting to a friend yesterday, <clears throat> there are, they're speaking to his accountants, there are businesses that have had to shut down everywhere. You can say, oh, the figures are great. No, no, you can cook figures. Bill Gates wrote a book, not wrote a book, he, 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 there was a picture taken of him in his, one of the books, is how, 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 to, how to lie with statistics. You can spin statistics anyway. The data is, the, the, the science has settled, the data is in. You can spin it any which way you want to, but there are people out there hurting. There are people out there hurting and they need the grace of God. And we need to see that if we start to go, no, 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 like this, our job isn't to compare ourselves to other nations. Our job is to compare ourselves with heaven's standard. That's actually the difference because I, know, I, I really think as a, by the grace of God, this is, this is just more than a peg in the ground. It's, it's quite incredible. So I think we're gonna see incredible things because we, uh, uh, um, uh, our leadership team, some of our leadership team and eldership, we went up there um, and uh, had, a, had a look around and some people just felt the incredible presence of God in the sanctuary and it was strong, but some felt it more stronger in the powerhouse. We'll call it the powerhouse, okay? Um, and so I just think that, that, that these, these Methodists would lay a hold of God in prayer for days until the Spirit of God would manifest in power. Who wants to see that again? Seriously, that's what we're on about. And, and not be beholden to uh, cluttered, programmy churchiness, but we need to see people. Aren't, to be honest, people aren't looking for, where can I attend church? They're looking for the Father. They're looking for family. They're looking for encountering God, not secondhand uh, uh, information, but encountering the Lord. And that, that's about open heavens. So, so what I wanna do is, that I just wanna quickly lay a foundation for all of this. If we can put up the first scripture, and, and, and maybe whether you're watching from Munter or else, is, I'm just gonna let you in on a bit of our DNA. And it's Psalm 139, if we could start with that, and I think, it's, I think I'll put it in it, yeah. It says here, uh, 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 the psalmist is talking to the Lord, your eyes saw my unformed body, <clears throat> whether it was, you know, they were even conceived or they were being knitted together in the womb. All the days ordained for me were written, Lord, in your book before one of them came to be. And, and most people, whether they got a church background or not, they believe in some form of destiny. The Bible's very, very clear. There's not just a destiny, but everything about your life, God has written in a heavenly dimension. I mean, the plans He has for you is to give you an expected outcome, a future and a hope. And so, so we're talking like, how does God do it? Well, I don't know, that's why He's God and I'm not, okay? He has everything written down about your life your family's life, your church's life, your community's life, your, na your nation's life. And so this is, it's not, we, 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 you could say scrolls or destiny books, 
But it's not just a sense of some, you know, people talk about deja vu and they get this sense of knowing or they sort of like, uh, they, they get this sense of, oh, this feels right or whatever. There is a sense where God has actually planned out people's lives. And even if people feel like I really, I really missed it, it's never too late. He restores the years of locusts of Eton. He really does. And He has a way, He makes a way where there is no way. I mean, God's grace is greater than our ability to stuff up. That's what I found. I've, I've, I've tested that theory. And, and so, so this is why this is really important is because we're not trying to uh, 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 just manufacture something. Here at our church, as you know, we wanna not just be empowered by the Holy Spirit, but let His wisdom lead us into His divine plans. And it says here everything. So, so in Munta, God has actually written down a destiny. In the Copper Coast, there's a destiny. In the Clare Valley, in Waruka, uh, 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 in Maitland, in all the all different areas, there's actually a plan from heaven. And that is our job is to seek to say, Lord, how can we engage this and pray this into being? And so that's why we love the prophetic here, okay? It says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. But, but again, what's so crazy is that I didn't even, we didn't even, I didn't even know this existed. Now, if we can put the next scripture up, it just corroborates and just confirms uh, 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 what we just said then. But not just that, not only does everything written in a book, or books, should I say, it says, for we are His workmanship, or poema. So every single person, regardless of their station, is a, is a masterpiece from heaven. Even if some masterpieces have gone astray or become mutated, the Redeemer has the ability to redeem and change uh, uh, very, very quickly. It says, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Yeah, great, we're created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So not only is everything already written down, God's pre-prepared, if you're watching this, God has pre-prepared a destiny for you to walk into, the best possible destiny you could ever imagine that you could not manufacture for yourself, which is incredible. This is why This is why we're so fervent in our worship. This is why we're always... A yielding to the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, lead us, show us. We, unless the Lord shows us, we couldn't see the wood for the trees. Unless God opens our eyes, and we, can't, we never wanna to get too clever for the Lord. But this is why I'm so excited about all of this, is that for we had to be convinced this was not about mergers and acquisitions and corporate takeover. We had to be convinced that the Lord wanted us to start to partner with the local people to see the Lord manifest His love and His goodness. Well, I, had, I had to be convinced. So if we can get the next picture up, this next picture, this is where, for me, this is where I was convinced. Um, you know, I'm like, come on. And, and, and this is a plaque inside the Moon to Mines Church. Remember we talked about M&Ms for years, Moon to Mines, okay? Or you say Moon to Mainlands. I mean, you know, any way you wanna cut it, I mean, but, but, so the church bell there, which hasn't been put up, was donated from here. Isn't that incredible? And, and so, so you're going, is there a prophetic symmetry? Uh, yeah. Donated by the Maylands uh, Uniting Church on the 31st of March, 2003. Uh, also too, I do wanna give a shout out to, to Pastor Chris Liu and, and, and you know, the, 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 the people that, that, that saved this church probably from demolition in the early 2000s. They're all part of this. We, we, it's very important that we don't just recognise history, but we honour those who've gone before us and paid a price. Seriously. 
really. I think, uh, I think Brent and Grace are here, someone told me that, and, and they, they actually found this on realestate.com. It was a very spiritual process, but it's like, no, no, seriously, no, no. And, but but it, we're talking like, we've got, to see, we've got to have that humility of we're all within a context. In the West, it's like individuality, and yes, there's, there, there's a lot of legitimacy around that, but everyone exists within a context. When I, I studied university, when I, when, I, when I did psychology, I did it at University of South Africa, because that's what you do. And, 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 and uh, uh, in Indigenous Africa, it's called Ubuntu, which is you only who you are in context of other relationships with others. And we've got to see, it says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run the race. There are people who've paid a price Right before we were on the earth to pay a price to see God move in this, this part of the world, and we need to honour that. That's really important. So what you have here is that you go, you go. We're very grateful to the Maylands Uniting Church congregation. <clears throat> so originally this was uh, Maylands uh, Methodist Church, and um, then it became obviously the Uniting Church merged. I think uh, Presbyterian Congregational. Uh, and Methodist became Uniting Church in 1977. So from 1977 to early 2000, this was Maylands Uniting. And they, uh, 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 they donated their church bell to replace the original one of, from Moon Church, which was damaged. Uh, uh, um, many of the Maylands congregation had relatives and descendants from the Moonta district. I mean, you go, is there a thing called destiny and symmetry? I mean, it, it, there is. So this is why this is a historic night. And uh, who thinks God's amazing? Seriously, He's amazing. <laughs> Glory to God, seriously. Um, and so um, I, before I wanna get into some accounts of revival uh, and what revival is, I wanna show some pictures. These are crazy. I think, uh, I think G- uh, Karen and George Koulianas put some of these photos together for us. That was very appreciated. See that top picture? That's the first earliest known picture in 1910. Is that crazy? And it's like, and so that's what it is today uh, uh, from, from Errol. That, that's the property that you guys are partakers of. Isn't that incredible? And so you've got, um, and you'll be thrilled to know that the toilet is out back, completely detached. <clears throat> okay. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure it's maintained and furnished with brushes. Uh, trust me, I was not born this way, okay? We've, we've, we've had issues. And... Um, <clears throat> but basically is that, that, that you've got the main church there uh, on the right, obviously. And, and you look at it and go, how could that seat 1,250? Well, I, look, I must admit now we are bigger people. So maybe we could still get 50 or 60 in there. But anyway, I, <laughs> no, no, there'll still be a lot. Be, it's it's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and, and so uh, so you've got that, that. Now that little hall in between is actually a children's church museum. Did you know for years, how many did they have in their kids' church, right? They had five, at least 500 regularly attend their kids' their Sunday school. Is that amazing? That's amazing. And, and, and uh, uh, um, we just can pray and, and Piet, he could just go full time. That'd be great. <clears throat> and so, you know, uh, but I think that's the powerhouse. So that's actually an, another hall and it's got a, 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 a raised stage and it's got a feeling like they would have done productions and plays in it. And then the little building on the far left, uh, they're still attached, is actually um, the museum. But they also have in there, I would call that sort of similar to a green room, they have a banqueting hall uh, and they have a kitchen that needs a lot of work. And um, but one of the things too is that what we will do is that 
when we, when we start the regular services, there'll be at four o'clock in the afternoon. So people, when they're coming from the surrounding areas after the service, they can hang around and eat and all that. We didn't want to do a, a night times because then that, that precludes a lot of people with young kids um, and all sorts, and especially young. We want, we want to see, I believe there's going to be a move of God in the young people, a real move of God, okay? So this is really, really cool. Um, let's have a look at the next picture if we can. This is awesome. Look at that. So uh, uh, above is a, is a women's Bible class. Is that crazy? How did they get any vitamin D with those clothes? Seriously, it's like beautiful skin. And yeah, and then obviously uh, down the bottom, you can read that. That's a, a, a celebration um, in the 1930s. I mean, this place was prolific. And so I just think that, uh, I, I, I think that, that, that what we really want to lay a hold of, we want to lay a hold of the power of the Holy Spirit. We need awakening. If we don't see awakening, we're going to see this nation turn woke. And woke is all that glitters is not gold. And we're talking, there are so many sleight of hand Trojan horse realities. It doesn't carry, we're talking, Australia needs a move of God. We need awakening. We just, we, we just do. And, and so if we put, a lot of people talk about revival, but revival is mentioned very few times in Scripture. And I want to, I want to, what I want to do is I want to, I want to create a, a quick a, a, a scriptural uh, uh, outlining. And then if we can just do, and then we'll, we'll, we'll finish with the, uh, some of the revival accounts. So Psalm 119, 25. And so what you have, it says, my soul clings to the dust, revive me according to your word. What's interesting is that uh, uh, um, we have a tendency just to be completely earthbound. And that lower nature where we're just sort of like, you know, um, you, 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 see the word, you, you see the word beast all through the Bible. In fact, you see it in, right in the book of Revelation, the mark of the beast. But what happens is that when mankind, all right, men and women everywhere, if they don't lay a hold of the, the fact that they are made in the image of God and they have... They, they, they can be partakers of the divine nature. They get reduced to appetites. Appetites only. And when people are just driven by appetites and uncontrollable impulses, we can take on very, very dark, dark, a dark nature. That's why you see war. That's why you see genocide. That's why you see greed, corruption, uh, 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 perversion of every type, uh, for, uh, every uh, uh, shape and form. And so there's a tendency outside of the Lord is for the soul of mankind to cling to the dust. But it says, Lord, revive me according to your word. And so um, let's go to the, right to the next one because I want to land this quickly. Um, it says, and do this knowing the time that is now high time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. And so what you got is heaven is a real, heaven is a real place. The Bible goes into quite a lot of detail about eternity. It actually says in Ecclesiastes, he has put eternity in the heart of man. And when you start to drill down in the Holy Ghost, what the Word of God says and through prophetic encounters is that when you say yes to Jesus, when you say, Lord, I, I give you my life. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I ask, I receive you as my Saviour and forgive me my sins. It says you get quickened. 
The Bible actually says, a uh, better translation is born from above. And then the, your, the innermost part of your being, your spirit gets anchored in a, in a timeless dimension in Christ where, where there's no past, present or future like we know it. That's why, that's why you've got language that's thousands of years old trying to describe a timeless dimension of perfection. Like Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Uh, I am who I am. Uh, the Lord God Almighty who is and was and is to come. And then it says, and, and it says, I am the Lord, I change not. In other words, God's not getting smarter. He's not getting more powerful. He's not doing trial and error. Is it, is it when you say yes to Jesus, you get a quickening on the inside of you. And what happens is that heaven is real. You, got, you, you, you go all over YouTube and all over, you, you Google people who've died, gone to the other side and come back. And yes, there's a, there's a, there's a sort of a, a, a variation of experiences. In this, but generally speaking, people go, there is, there's stuff on the other side. And, and quite often they talk about seeing a man in glory. Is we know it's Jesus. We know it's Jesus. And so as believers, is part of our life is actually anchored there and we're meant to live from there. And so compared to the love of God, the glory of God, the life of God, compared to that dimension in heavenly places, this earth is in a sleeping state, sleepwalking in a path of destruction. That's completely what the Bible teaches. That's what revival is about. So I like to think like we, 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 the Methodists were, were strong proponents of revival, but I would like to think more of an awakening because we have to see why we need to be awakened at the moment. Why does Australia need awakening? Oh my goodness. Right now we are seeing a very much an engineered narrative that is dark. We are seeing right now, this something that should be all over the news, but it's not because did you know that, the, did you know Legacy Media, they don't owe you the truth. They don't owe you the truth, they're privately owned. They have corporate backers. They don't owe you the, tr owe you the truth. Oh yes, you can say, oh, a tornado came through Adelaide and there was, uh, uh, you know, trees came down. You know, that's easily verifiable, but so much spin. There's something that should have been in the news that most Australians will not be aware of that took place in this last week. And, and last week, the World Health Assembly, they met and they were taking under consideration Joe Biden, <clears throat> 13 amendments to the international health regulations. In other words, they were looking to, to give the World Health Organization. Now we know from the beginning of the pandemic, we're talking about the shady background, the incompetency, the, the shifting shadows, all of that sort of stuff completely give them potentially the power with no justification or reasoning to declare pandemics around the world and potentially uh, whether they, depends how much a nation would, would yield to that, border closures, lockdowns, mandated medical procedures. We're talking like you're going, well, well, hang on, what's wrong with that? It is the opposite of democracy. Did you know, did you know, is that this, this is, but before I want you to hold your applause for a minute, is that most of the nations, especially Africa, India, Russia, Brazil, they went, no way, you guys are rushing this through, there's no accountability. Unfortunately, Australia was one of the leading cheerleading nations for this. Why is this not all over the news? 
The fact that we could, that something could be declared from overseas by an unelected, unaccountable bureaucracy. And just over here, we're like, ah, oh, you know, who won the footy on the weekend? Australia needs to wake up. The church needs to wake up. We need intercessors to activate like never before. Because at the moment, it's just some sort of overseas conference. But when those things get enacted, like we have seen in the last two and a half years, this would put it on steroids. We need to wake up. But not awake as in some sort of, and I've gone into the, I've raged against the machine. You can't sustain that level of emotional intensity. You, you, you burn out, you, you, just, you, just, you, you, get, you get rage fatigue, right? Is that, is that we actually need to lean into the counsel of the Lord. We need to see His justice prevail. We need to champion the downtrodden. A lot of these things, these, these things that are, they're gonna, or the legislations are gonna be put through, they are gonna create such a hectic underclass riddled with poverty. We're already in a stage of inflation, but we need to see, it's not a case of just raging against the machine, friends. We need to see an awakening and revival in the Name of Jesus. Can someone say Amen? amen. And I believe that this building is a, is, a, is a token from the Lord. So what I wanna do is that I just wanna, I wanna give an example first and then I wanna finish with uh, uh, you're sitting in a, in, a, in a historic place in South Australia. And uh, uh, um, it's, for such a time as this, guys, you're here, whether you're watching on live stream or whether uh, you're here tonight, for such a time as this, seriously, we need to wake up. You know, I don't, like, I don't you know, if whether Australia wakes up or not, it's like, you know, I'm not the boss of Australia. But church needs to wake up. Church really needs to wake up. Leaders need to wake up. And it's not a matter of let's just, just, you know, Romans 13, drift down the river, go, we go with the rest of the salmon. We actually need to say, God move massively. Because I tell you what, let's, let, let's put it this way. I'm in my, I'm, I'm approaching my mid 50s. I've had a good run. I'm happy like this. But it's like, what about our kids? What about their kids? We're going to be like Hezekiah and go, well, at least it's going to be good in my lifetime. We actually have to think, what's Australia going to be like in 20, 30 years? We need to see the Spirit of God move for our children's sake. Who's in, who's in agreement with that? Not live controlled by some bureaucracy where George Orwell's even embarrassed. Because that's where it's been heading because of technology. So anyway, rant over. Okay, so... Just thought I'd qualify that. So the best example I've seen is that <coughs> is we know very well, and I'll be very quick on this because some of you have heard this. One of the most dangerous, darkest places on the earth for quite some time was Colombia because of the cocaine barons and especially uh, um, Escobar, Pablo Escobar. And he was a, he was a billionaire. There was, a, there was stories where he, he was in a, in, a, in a house and it was cold and him and his daughter were there and they had, had nothing they had no firewood and they wanted to, they had to get warm. All they had was like US dollars. So they actually built a massive fire from, from US money like, and they could kept warm. Like this guy, this guy actually had so much money, he offered to pay off the Colombian national debt. Seriously, he had politicians in his back pocket. It was dark and I went there uh, in the early 2000s, uh, 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 at the end of the, no uh, the noughties, okay? Probably the beginning of the teens, I'd say. And what happened was, 
is that I was doing a world tour uh, uh, with, with an evangelist and we had like, in three weeks, we went, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> we went from Adelaide, I think this is two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks, Adelaide, Singapore, uh, uh, London, Miami, uh, Dominican Republic, Haiti, uh, uh, Miami, Colombia, Argentina, Peru, Chile, right? Do all, every nation ministering in. And I got run down and I got, I, I got probably the most, probably the, 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 the cold sore I got, it made me look like that Nanny McPhee. I looked like Rumpelstiltskin's, you know, a uh, 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 godson. It was, it was, it was so, I got so run down and this thing was hectic. I remember I was meeting with pastors. <clears throat> I'm in the Dominican Republic and I'm meeting with these pastors and I'm like, mm-hmm. this, this, thing, this thing had its own postcode. It was awful. And it was sort of like, if, 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 I, if, if, if like you saw my silhouette and I just moved in the right way, it's like I had two noses. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, talking about what God's doing in Australia and like this, and, and I just sort of catch me at the corner of my eye, looking at my mouth going. <laughs> and it just, and I'm in a humid climate so that everything gets worse. <laughs> it was disgusting. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jesus is Lord, mm. And I'm like, I got a word of wisdom. I'm in the shower, and the Lord goes, "Just rip the top off, and put your alco- put 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 your aftershave on it." It's sort of like, <laughs> and then the rest of the trip got way better. So we lost our interpreter because <coughs> we just did a, a big meeting in Haiti, and he says, "We, we okay." So we got we got the the, the flights got screwed up. And we landed in Colombia at 12 o'clock in the morning. And in South America, they're one of the nations with the lowest percentile of people speaking English. And they said something like, meet us something, you know, it was, it was hectic. So we're like 12 o'clock and you can just see the whole thing winding down and cabbies coming at you. Anyway, what happened was uh, I like, I was with this guy and, and we're going down the main strip and, and I'm like going, and the guy, the, you know, in, in certain nations, the cabbie has a bit of a deal going with a local hotel. And those local hotels aren't really that good. That's why they have little deals, okay? So basically, you have, what you have is that we're going down. I'm going, there's the best Western. There, there, there. No, 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 no. He's got a place for us. There's a Marriott. Let's do the Marriott. No, no, no. We, we, we ain't going to this place. No internet, no nothing. I said, we can't stay here. We have cut off from our team. We're meant to be in the jungles of the jungles of um, uh, Colombia. And we were meant to do a crusade and we, we missed the flight. I mean, literally, I, we, we probably had three hours sleep in three nights. And, and, and like we were, I, was, I was in the back of a car for like 14 hours driving across Dominican Republic and, and, and Haiti. And you go, well, what you, couldn't you just put your head again? No, 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 no. The roads are so bad, it was like I was strapped to a, a paint mixer. <laughs> Like this, so I'm like, like, and all of a sudden, I put my head down on the pillow, in the, uh, 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 and, and 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 basically, is that the, the pastors wanted to pick us up, 
And it's like, I said, no, nah, I, I can't do it. I just, I need some sleep. No, no, we've got to go now, we've got to go now. I get a phone call from Australia. Alejandro is a friend. He really, really uh, uh, did a great thing. He said, please, I beg you, Todd, don't go. He said, um, he said, those roads are dangerous. They will do a blockade on the road. They'll pull out the white people and they'll hold you for ransom. He says, I know, I've got friends in the army, please, begging me. These pastors wanted me to go there. I'm like, we're like, next thing I know, in, in, a, in, a, in a, a continuum of that same incident, is that we're in a hotel and like I said, we can't stay here because there's no internet. And all of a sudden, we, they said, oh, we'll take you to our sister hotel. And we started going to a very sketchy area. And I'm getting the Spirit of God's going, this is bad. You, you. And meanwhile, this guy's on the walkie talking to his boss. And I'll tell you what, I start yelling at him and I'm here's $100 US, you get us to the hotel on the main road. Like it was, Colombia's very dangerous. And there's a man called Ricardo Rodriguez, and, and it was so dangerous there, especially in the 90s, when you had the uh, uh, Medellin cartel and the, um, uh, the Cali cartel took over, they were worse. And for, if you wanted, if you were a Christian, you wanted to go on a holiday, you had to coordinate your cars, a road trip, maybe up to a dozen cars, and you needed a police escort to get out of the city to your destination. It was that dangerous. People were being killed and hung everywhere and it was, it was t- terrible. So these people, especially this, this man of God, he couldn't build a church. He couldn't, he struggled. He couldn't get more than his immediate family to join. He tried to go to America, Miami, New York, because there's big Colombian um, uh, uh, communities there. And the Lord says, no, I'm not gonna bless this. You gotta go back to Colombia. You know, ground zero for, for hell on earth at this stage. And he got before the Lord and he saw the Lord for revival. His church is called Avivamiento in Spanish is Revival. And basically it's now tens of thousands of people written on the walls is Holy Spirit, you're my best friend, right? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit says, oh, there's so much glory there. They have an annual gathering of one million people in the middle of the town. We're talking every type of miracle, signs, wonders, incredible. This is what I wanna see in South Australia. Can someone say amen? <laughs> We have to get people passionate about waiting on the Lord again and giving their lives over to the Holy Spirit. Because, because what's happened is Colombia even actually started becoming safe and opening up the tourism. See, 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 revival leads to reformation, reformation leads to transformation. And that's what we have to see in our country. If you have some unelected bureaucracy coming and taking away family members to go to some, do you think those wellness camps are just gonna be converted into backpackers? You got these, some of these leaders go, we've spent too much money investing in the architecture of this whole system of, it's like, you know what? Here's the deal. We say, we say no to that, we say yes to freedom. We have to, seriously. But you can't go for freedom unless you're, not, unless you're free. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. So revival is ground zero for all sorts of reformation. So you guys, how are you guys going? You going, going well? Okay, so. Basically, I wanna give you a little bit of a background to realise the ancient well that you're sitting on in Adelaide and up in the Copper Coast, okay? In uh, September 1841, there would have been, in, in Adelaide, there would have been 25 churches or what they call them preaching places. Gawler Place, there's a Methodist church in Gawler Place. Franklin Street, North Adelaide, I think that was Commode Street, which is the women's and children's now. Bowden and Brompton, did you know they had moves of God? Bowden and Brompton, um, extended all the way down to Wollonga in the south and Kersbrook in the northeast. 
There were revivals and moves of God. Isn't that interesting? Because if God has already done it, it's easy for Him to do it again. So what I wanna do is at first, all, I wanna, I'm gonna read some things. There's a man called Brian Chalmers. This is part of his thesis when he did his doctorate at Flinders University. People like this doing this, like reading this stuff has inspired me to write because I wanna be able to document the things that we've seen. You know, like you go, it's not just the bell. It's the dream keys in the well. It's the white horse. It's in the middle of the city, there's a Moonta Street that turns into Field Street. I mean, like, what the heck? Those things have to be documented for our kids and their kids and their kids. We actually have to see it because uh, I just wanna do some eschatology uh, bubble bursting. It actually says in Acts chapter three, verse 21, Jesus will be retained in heaven until the restoration of all things. He's retained in heaven. Okay, and so that's why it says the Spirit and the Bride say come. And we're, we're, the Spirit of God through the Bride says come. He who is thirsty, come. And so we get that privilege to, for God to use us to see that stone cut without hands, uh, 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 you know, impact those, those, those global entities. Anyway, so what we have, I'm gonna skip through some of these things, but uh, I wanna, th these are things that happened in the 1840s, 1850s, uh, uh, the local Methodist societies, uh, most of them were unordained, okay? So I go, well, aren't we all? Uh, anyway, so, um, so there was a guy called John Eggleton and he was quite a strong leader and, uh, and he, he possessed, he was, he possessed, now this is gonna, we're gonna go into older ye Englishy languagey, okay? So he possessed of abounding enthusiasm and unwavering faith. Uh, he had a vision of a continuous Pentecost uh, and he believed that was possible. Um, and so, the, so the, 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 the Methodist or the Wesleyan uh, uh, um, movement in Adelaide had laid the foundation stone of the Pentecostal blessing, right? Oh, 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 and so this is, I'm just reading from this historic notes and revival. Isn't it good to know these things? And so... Uh, um, what they would do, yes, Sunday schools flourished everywhere. And it says, uh, um, it talks about his experience. This is, this is one of the early leaders in the Methodist church in Adelaide. His experience of a Pentecostal visitation. Think, what on earth could that be? On, on one occasion at quarterly, uh, they call them quarterly love feasts, when penitents and backsliders crowded the communion rails in search of pardon, accompanied by believings, believers seeking after purity. And he could do, it was the, the, the power of God was so strong that he could do little but lean against the pulpit and continually cry with gratitude. These are the moves of God that is the history of this colony. And so we, we it's not just, we, 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 I mean, I wanna get to the point, and I have been in it to a point, to a measure, but what about when the glory was so strong in Solomon's temple, they couldn't even minister, you know? And so uh, we're talking about the age. Now, what happened, this move of God was also breaking out in Western Sydney, Parramatta, okay? And there was, uh, what happened is this John Eggleston across there. He talks about these, these, these uh, they were believed in the power of prayer and two local preachers committed themselves regularly to prayer. Now, okay, I'm just gonna go there now. Oh my gosh, seriously. Now, I don't know who's here because I'm not wearing my glasses. So don't take this personally. Leaders, wherever you're from, whether you're watching this, enough of the programs, give yourself over to prayer. Give yourself over to seeking. Seriously, 
Did you know that administration can shut down, poor administration can shut down a move of God, but administration won't bring one. We actually need, and I'm all for these, these ecumenical unity kumbaya meetings, but people kumbaya and they go back to prayerlessness. We can't have this. We've got to give ourselves over to it. At what point do we give ourselves over, over to this? When the United Nations is actually running the Constitution of Australia, we actually need to rediscover. Now, we can't get up there. I'm not here, you know, browbeaten and all that sort of stuff. But whoever's here and watching this, we have to give ourselves over to prayer to see the manifestation of the power of God. Melting hard hearts from government all the way down to the street. And this is what these people gave themselves over to. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. And, and you know, I'm not embarrassed about it. I just think that we just need to see the power of God. That's how I came to Christ. I wasn't impressed with preaching or church service. The power of God touched my life. It's the only thing. You people in this room, you've got family members. They need the power of God. They need it, but it's gotta be birthed in prayer. And so here's, a, here's a, uh, uh, an account. At the end of the fourth week on the Sunday evening, Re- Reverend William Walker preached a powerful sermon. Then after the service, people flocked to the prayer meeting. So, so the sermon resulted in a crazy prayer meeting until the whole place was filled. Uh, this is the, an eyewitness account. Two friends were, were there, one on each side of me, and I knew that they had hold of God. We could hear sighs, groans, and suppressed sobs all around the place. These people knew how to travail. Is that a lost art or what? Can a nation be born in a day? It comes through this spiritual womb of the intercessors and, and, and whoever God, you know, Evan Roberts, all these guys, they, they, they birthed these things. Um, the, uh, 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 we're talking about the ministers, and the, 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 here we go. There was a, they did a benediction at the end of it, so I'm sure that we've done them occasionally without realising it. Um, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, it's, and, and, and here he stopped in the benediction. He started sobbing aloud. And all of a sudden, uh, um, when they continued in prayer, the power of God fell on the people in this prayer meeting in Parramatta. The people were so overwhelmed by it in every part of the room, the heavens opened up and people started crying for mercy. And it was heard by passers-by in the street, some of whom came running in to see what was the matter. And the power of God hit them as they walked in the door and they were prostrate on the ground. We're talking, who wants to see that again? Seriously, this is why the Lord's doing this. This is not about field of dreams. This is about, this is about the Lord having His inheritance, okay? Because really at the end of the day, it's not about us, it's about handing it to the Lord. Um, Day after day, uh, how many were saved? I cannot tell. Day after day and week after week, the work went on and many were converted. It's very, very interesting. This is very interesting. So Methodism or or, or Wesley Methodism did not take off much in New South Wales, but it exploded in South Australia. Methodism exploded, but not in New South Wales. And there's a few reasons. Um, Some historians have found some reasons because because one of them was the, uh, 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 um, the doctrine of full salvation and sanctification just couldn't take with the convict population. That orphan spirit, that condemnation, they, they just couldn't receive the fact that God completely forgives you and He completely loves you and can turn your life around. And yet it, it, it flourished here and there was other reasons as well. So you might find this interesting, the census 
for the Europeans in the colony of Adelaide in 1840. Who wants to know the population of Adelaide in 1840? 14,160 people, which included, uh, 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 and 1,600, were, you gotta listen to this, 1,600 at Port Adelaide. <clears throat> Could barely get a football team together then. And, and that's nothing to crow about. And dispersed in, it says here, it says here, uh, you know, I, I haven't watched football for years and I thank God he's delivered me from that rubbish. Anyway, so you might just, you, you, you might alienate football supporters. No, 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 don't worry. Um, uh, of 1,600, I mean, uh, 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 so we're talking about, so, uh, and dispersed in villages on the Adelaide Plains. There's villages everywhere. The village of Maylands. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and there was 5,500 people uh, in rural areas. And what happens, it, it exploded in the, in the city and in the country areas. And what you've got here is that uh, uh, Methodism, uh, um, basically the, the, the Methodist movement had more members in it than the next two Christian denominations combined together that came second. It actually dominated it because it just went after the power of God. They went after the power of God to see people get right with God. It's the simplicity of salvation. And this is what this is about. Maylands here is a, is a governmental type church, blueprints and wisdom. We're not gonna replicate that, but we're going, to see the, we're going to see the simplicity of the movement of the Holy Spirit. Who's hungry for the move of the Holy Ghost? I tell you what, I'm just this building blows my mind. Is it, like it's, it's surreal, but where we are, we're, we're actually seeing it happening. Okay, so here we go, all right. <laughs> Now, did you know the moves of God, I didn't know there was a place called Kalinda, but the uh, Borough, Kalinda and the Clare Valley. And we're, what we've got here, I'm gonna read some, the, 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 I think the advertiser back there, I don't know, they, they were talking about the Adelaide Bank and, and the advertiser. Maybe there was accurate reporting back then, who knows? We should put that in a historic document. Anyway, so it says here, the Methodists were not only, uh, 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 they reported on with uh, uh, interest, that they had an interest in overseas revivals. There was moves of God all around the world when there was a move of God here. So you know what's really cool about that is you can see a move of God in one place and it could be transferred across the world. I know that I know that I know. Revivals are the main topic at a team meeting held in the United Presbyterian Church in Goodger Street in 1859. Uh, uh, um, Various speakers addressed different aspects of the revivals in America. England, Ireland, and Scotland included were topics such as physical manifestations, you know, because people getting hit by the power of God, you know, uh, 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 and whether the revivals would continue. Um, and then uh, the, the South Australian advertiser, this is like 1859, look this up, get out the old microfiche, um, uh, extend, uh, uh, reproduced an extended article from the Liverpool Mercury. Um, citing eyewitness accounts, the article concluded that revival, the revival in Ireland, and this was Ulster, okay, in 1859, the revival in Ireland was a work of God. This is what the advertiser was putting out there, a work of God, and there was no attempt to get up a, a revival or to keep up the revival. They saw it as a move of God. This is in, the, in, the, in legacy media, right? We want to see God move so much, it cannot be denied. And no one or no one church can take credit in Jesus' name. This is what we want to see. Furthermore, the article included reports of the ease in which random attempts, so random attempts at preaching. So, so sort of like, what was preaching like? Random? Okay. <laughs> People just started preaching, you know. 
even in remote rural locations, attracted spontaneous crowds eager to hear the self-appointed heralds, some of whom had given up their professions to undertake itinerant preaching. So they're just stepping out of faith. This is your heritage. This is South Australia. Some physical effects on hearers observed, including bodily prostrations. This is even way before Benny Hinn. Is it possible? Behold, I do a new thing. Uh, loud cries, not like we haven't seen that here. Sobbing, the inability to stand unaided. I mean, absolutely paralytic in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> this has been, this is your heritage. This is, this is what God wants to do in this season. Uh, uh, and then it goes on, it, it talks about the, 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 a vital religion established by God in which all of the sects, uh, uh, S-E-C-T-S, heartily cooperated, a sect. I once had a lady at a very, I just have performed a wedding. I don't do weddings anymore. I, I, I used to have credentials to do them. So I'm just, that's, a, that's called a, a gunboat diplomacy right there. I don't do weddings. I can say a nice little thing in the middle, but I don't do them. But I, when I used to do them, I was at a very, very, very posh event, uh, uh, you know, sort of like at the top of a hill, overlooking vineyards, a beautiful marquee and, and there's a string quartet and just done the vows and, you know, my, my credo, my philosophy for wedding ceremonies are short, sharp and shiny. And uh, some of these things is like war and peace. Like think of the people. Um, anyway. <laughs> and so, so she said, uh, this woman came up and goes, oh, that was a lovely service you just performed tonight. Um, she goes, what sect do you belong to? <laughs> and I went, I started my own. Waymaker, lay preacher, you know. <laughs> so <clears throat> you got to understand is people just were moved by the Spirit of God and just did it. We need to see a revival in prayer and, and, and for, to turn from our own ways. And so you're seeing all sorts of manifestations. Um, revival was everywhere. So here we go. This is uh, now um, South Australia. Yes, here we go. The extraordinary religious revivals continue to operate. This is the advertiser reporting on Wales and, and, and Ireland. And the, 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 these revivals spread from country to country with truly marvellous power and rapidity. And so especially in Wales and Ulster. And it was actually, they believe what happened there was exported to here. Who wants to see something generated here and exported into the nations? Can someone shout hallelujah? We want to see something. That's, that's why the ancient worlds is such a big deal. This is exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm almost excited. And so not only was it possible for the influence of revival to transcend international boundaries in the mid-19th century, the Borough Revival of 1858 and 1859 had an intra-colony reach as it spread and it was actually transferable. And there's just so many accounts of people coming to the Lord and receiving, can we put the pads on please? And receiving the Lord, I, I tell you what, I tell you what right now, we're gonna close in prayer in a moment. And uh, do you guys have communion on your seats? Okay, grab your communion.
when, when you give room for the Lord to move and lead, means you never completely have it worked out. I, don't, I, I do not have it worked out. We, right now, ahead of us in this season is an invitation to an adventure. We have seen amazing things. I've been in revivals. I've been part of revivals. But right now, is it, we, we need to see revival and awakening in South Australia, not because we want to build a denomination. It's because South Australia needs to align with heaven. We need to see that. And I really believe, I really believe that the, 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 the move of God is going to spread everywhere. I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm excited. I can actually taste it. The, the, the way this building has come about, the data points around how it happened, I've never seen anything like it. I wanna say this, this is what I believe. I believe we, we are about to see a, a move of the Spirit in South Australia spirit of awakening and you know what it's not going to come through established churches or ministries that don't seek God that don't pray and don't walk in repentance and have that hunger for the glory hunger for that infilling then I believe it's going to spread where it's going to spread but I do believe it's going to go to New Zealand because of what I've seen I think there's something amazing when I see that that nations like Australia are championing that we would outsource our sovereignty and governance internationally. I say, Lord, we need Your hand to move in this nation. We need a generation of people that take responsibility and not someone else will pray, someone else will do it. We need, we need a generation of people saying, not on my watch, not, not, I, I don't want this. As for me and my house, this ain't coming near me or all my kids. And we need to see a move of God. Because this, again, this is not about denominations. This is about a call to prayer, a call to see the power of God. And I'll tell you what, we have to let God confront us with the Word and with the Spirit. And, and, and you, can, you go from, you go from, as you start off like, oh, driven, and then all of a sudden, boredom, I'm struggling, and then a wave of the Spirit comes until our inner world gets converted. You know, it's really interesting. Everything these days is about self, self, self. And the Bible says, no, it's the opposite. It says, if you lose your life for the Gospel and for Jesus, you'll find it. And all of this self-actualization is actually a false dawn. We have to actually, when Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That sort of level of obsession and prayer is what attracts heaven. And you know what? Darkness and light, it's not even close. When the light shines, the darkness has to flee. It says the light shone in the darkness and the darkness couldn't comprehend it. Our prayer, our worship and our obedience. Let's pray for this communion. Holy Spirit, thank You. Lord, we're just so grateful. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. We thank You so much. Jesus, You are Lord. You did this. No one can take credit. You did this. You love Munta. You love the Copper Coast. You love the York Peninsula. You love the Clare Valley. You love Borough. You love Kapunda. And Lord, yes, you even love Port Wakefield. <laughs> Lord, heal those roads, heal those roadworks, heal those unions, and heal those backroom deals. Back to prayer. All right, Lord. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> 
right now, I just thank You. Can we just agree in prayer? Right now, we just thank You as the Ecclesia. Right now, Lord, we just thank You as we have communion. Right now, we agree right now. We agree right now. We agree right now for outpouring, for outpouring, for outpouring, for outpouring, for outpouring, for outpouring. We thank You, Lord. If You did it for another generation, You'll do it now. Thank You. You won't just manifest in the powerhouse. You won't just manifest in the sanctuary. You're gonna manifest in those whole regions. You're gonna touch people of every age. I thank You in the Name of Jesus right now. As, a, as a, an ecclesia right now, we say, yes, Lord, to Your outpouring. Yes, Lord, to awakening. Yes, Lord, to souls. Yes, Lord, for Your Kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. We thank You, we thank You, we thank You. Bless this communion to our body in Jesus' Name. Up. That was the Bible study and the, um, the Bible study and the, the 1930s gathering. You just, you know, for whatever reason, we tend to get generational arrogance where everyone before us was in the dark, age, uh, dark ages. And you look, God moved powerfully on different generations. Look at that. Look at that. I want to see that manifest in this generation, but multiplied. Did you know, did you know that many revivals manifested with a background of plague and hardship? And I'll tell you what right now, for all the lovely media announcements and the government initiatives, we need the Lord to manifest. We need, can we close in prayer? Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Can we just, we're just gonna pray. We're gonna close the service. <clears throat> can I just get you, we're just, gonna, we're just gonna call upon the Holy Spirit over South Australia. Can you just lift your hands to heaven? And it says, lift up your hands without wrath and doubting. <clears throat> I want you to pray with me, guys. Just put up the pads just a little bit. Lord, I just thank You in the Name of Jesus. Right now, You've been so gracious. You've been so kind. And Lord, we thank You. We say, Holy Spirit, come again. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We thank You. Move throughout Adelaide. Move throughout the Government of South Australia. Move throughout the country areas in Munta, in Kadena, in Wallaroo, all through York Peninsula right now. Holy Spirit, we call upon You. We thank You for a revival of repentance and the fear of God. We thank You for the awe of the Lord. We thank You for the glory of God. We say, come Holy Spirit, we are hungry. We are thirsty. Right now, we say to those ancient wells, spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. 
Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh Holy Spirit, we are hungry, we are thirsty. We thank You for the river of God right now. Well, there we go, it's actually starting to flow, come on. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. We say yes to the river of God. We say yes to the river of God. We say yes. We say yes to that holy river. We say yes to that river that flows, Ezekiel's river, the Revelation 22, crystal clear, full of life. Whatever it touches, it heals. Whatever it touches, it brings life. Right now, Lord, we thank You for the river of God flowing in this state. We say, yes, Lord, do it again. We just thank You for the ancient wells. We honour those who've gone before us and we just say, Lord, open those wells again. We just prophesy right now. We just prophesy. Guys, just lift up your voice. I want you to start calling upon the Lord, outpouring. Start to decree it. Start to decree His Spirit to be poured out. His Spirit to be poured out. Start to speak outpouring on governments, outpouring on the churches, outpouring on leaders, outpouring on the football games in the universities, outpouring on the youth, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, just lift your voice just for a little bit longer. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you the heads up. When the Lord starts pouring out His Spirit, it's not confined to meetings. And sometimes He's going to break into other parts of your day that will be incredibly inconvenient. Like a staff meeting. Like a family get together. He'll invade. The Holy Ghost is the ultimate space invader. And you've got to give yourself over and see Him move because it's gonna break. It's actually gonna break. It's gonna break. It's gonna break those strongholds. It's gonna break those strongholds. We're probably going to, we'll announce the, the first date, but we'll probably also announce some, some prayer and fasting for those who uh, feel inclined. But I'll tell you what, we're coming to a season of simplicity and power. Who's, who's excited about that? Seriously, seriously, great commission. So I'm gonna just close in prayer and, and, and guys, just, just, be, just be blessed. Lord, I just thank You. Thank You again, Lord, we're so grateful. Thank You, Lord, for the great South land of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I thank You for 100 year cycles. I thank You that next year will be 100 years from when the last moon to mine closed. We thank You, Lord, that it's 100 years this year for when Smith Wigglesworth preached in Hindmarsh Square, when Amy Semple McPherson had a series of meetings in Adelaide. We thank You for these 100 year cycles. We thank You for what You are doing. We thank You, Holy Spirit, for what You are doing. Right now, we come into agreement with Heaven's scrolls, Heaven's plans, Heaven's books. And we thank You. Before You move on other people, Lord, move on us. Move on us. Move on us and through us and in us. And we thank You, Lord, for, for, for being so awesome and kind to, to give us the opportunity to steward this season. In Jesus' Name, everyone said. 
Can we give a shout out to the Lord? Come on, seriously. Amazing. 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 Oh my gosh, I was holding this announcement for ages. I feel like I've just given birth to triplets. Seriously, I was over it, over it. So uh, yeah, anyway, so when you make your way out, don't make too much noise, but if you wanna hang around for a few minutes, guess the presence of God's here, just wanna connect with people, uh, feel free. If it, on, the, on the data project, if you wanna just flip some of the pictures around so people can look at them. Um, yeah, amazing night, amazing announcement.